Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'll get started in just a moment. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing so that you may stay up to date with the latest podcast. And if our podcast brings value to your life, please consider sharing it with family and friends. Thanks for listening. And now here's today's podcast. Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living Broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church, located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia. Luke chapter 2, we're going to read verses 25 through 35. Luke 2, 25 through 35. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and he had revealed to him, he being the Holy Spirit, had revealed to Simeon that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. And so Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, Mary and Joseph, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He's been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very own soul. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word today. And I thank you that you have have inspired men to write this thousands of years ago. And Lord, I thank you that you have preserved it for us so that we can see what happened in the times that you sent Jesus to this earth. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to learn the lessons that you're teaching us today. And Lord, I pray that you would help us all to have a a real relationship with you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, today I want to wrap up this little Christmas series that we've done called Do You Hear What I Hear? Uh, I know you're like me and you want to hear what God might be saying to you. Now, one of the beauties of Christianity is that we no longer need a priest as a go-between. I may be your pastor, but I am not your priest. You don't need me to go between you and God. We don't need Moses to climb the mountain and bring us back a word from the Lord. We are God's children. His word says we are a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We can talk to and hear from God for ourselves. So we've been looking at the Christmas account in the last three weeks, and, uh, and we've been talking about the ways that God still speaks to his people. And here's what we've learned, that God has a voice and God still speaks. We discover that God speaks through angels both the divine winged kind and the ones that he sends, his human messengers that he sends to to give us what he wants to say to us. We've learned that God speaks through dreams. We've learned that God speaks through visions. We've learned that God sends us signs. But in the passage that we just read, uh, we find the simplest and the most profound way that God speaks to us, and that is through his Holy Spirit. So today's message is called, Do You Know 
what I know. Do you know what I know? And I want you to see that what Simeon knew about Jesus, he knew because the Holy Spirit told him. And, and here's the whole message right here. If you're, if you're about to, to click off of this service today, then here's the whole message right here. If you're going to hear the voice of God today, it's going to be through the Holy Spirit. That's how he speaks to his people. Did you notice how many times the, the word spirit or Holy Spirit is mentioned in just those 10 or 11 verses? Do you, did you notice how many times he's mentioned by name or how many times that you see him working through there? Or if you go back and look throughout the Christmas account in the first two chapters of Luke, the first two chapters of Matthew, you will see the Holy Spirit working uh, all throughout those, uh, those, the Christmas account. The Holy Spirit spoke to Simeon and told him he was not going to die until he'd seen the Messiah. The Holy Spirit led Simeon to go to the temple at the precise moment that Jesus was going to be there. It had to have been the Holy Spirit to point out Mary and Joseph and Jesus in the, whole, in the crowd that was at the temple that day. It was the Holy Spirit who gave him the words of that prayer and that prophecy that he spoke to Mary and to Joseph. The Holy Spirit was the mouthpiece of God in the story of Christmas, and that hasn't changed 2,000 years later. And I want to show it to you in the Word. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 14. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit is means. Look at John 14, 26. This is Jesus speaking. He said, when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, you're like, John, that, that word advocate is capitalized. Why is that? Because it means the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, when he sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you. And then Acts chapter 7, verse 55. But Stephen full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Now, here's what I want you to know from all of that stuff. God is on his throne. Jesus is at his right hand. So if you are going to hear from the Lord today, it's going to be through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the agent of God, is the manifestation of God on this earth. You say, yes, but John, what about the, what about the scriptures? The Bible is God's message. The Bible is God's voice to us. Yes, but you, in the, in the passage we just read from 1 Corinthians, you can't even understand the scriptures unless the Holy Spirit reveals them to you. Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to teach you everything I said and everything I did while I was on the earth. Listen, without the Holy Spirit, you can't understand the Bible. Now let's look at all the other ways that we've talked about during this series that we know that God speaks through. He speaks in dreams and visions, right? But it's the Holy Spirit who helps us remember the dream when we wake up and understand what it means. He speaks through signs, but it's the Holy Spirit who leads us to the right time and the right place and, 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 leads, the, and leads us to understand the sign when we see it. He speaks through messengers, angelic messengers, or earthly messengers, but it's the Holy Spirit who gives the messenger the words to say and gives the recipient of the message the ears to hear. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and if you do, then that's the Holy Spirit giving you that revelation too. Understanding of these spiritual things. Because without the Holy Spirit, we don't get anything spiritual. You say, so, so John, how do, how do we hear from the Holy Spirit? Well, I want to, real quickly, I want us to talk about that today. But here's the first thing. How do we hear from the Spirit? Here's the first way to hear from the Spirit, and that is acknowledge His place. Acknowledge His place. The Holy Spirit is not an add-on. I want you to hear this. He, he's, not, it's not, uh, he's not an accessory. He, he's not an add-on. He, he's not an added feature for the super spiritual. He is essential. The Holy Spirit is just as much God as the Father and the Son. I've heard people say, well, Jesus just feels like a character in a book. He just feels like a historical figure to me. The Bible just feels like words on a page. Listen, if you want a personal relationship with Jesus, if you want the Bible to come alive to you, if you want the Bible to speak to you, to comfort you, to instruct you, to correct you, then you're going to have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The, the Spirit gives you spiritual understanding. You can't understand, we already saw this in 1 Corinthians, you cannot understand spiritual things without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes the, the printed uh, word become the living word. He makes religion into relationship. The Holy Spirit is the breath and the life and the vitality in our relationship with God. Everything you ever hope to accomplish in the kingdom of God, including everything you expect to be able to hear from God, is going to come through the Holy Spirit. So get up every day and acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him. One of my most frequent prayers is this, Lord, help me today to walk in your spirit and not in my flesh. Like, don't let me do this on my own. I'm going to mess this up if I try to do this in my own power or in my own wisdom. It's simply an acknowledgement of my desperate need for God in my life. And I recognize, I acknowledge that he's going to be in me what I need him to be through the Holy Spirit. So listen, I'm just encouraging you, acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Depend on the Holy Spirit in your everyday moments. It's okay to have a conversation with him. He's a person. You can have a conversation with him. I stood on this platform right here Wednesday. Actually, I stood right back there uh, for Miss Gail's funeral. And as they were playing the first song, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do it. And I stood there and I started thinking about Miss Sonia and I started thinking about Miss Connie, and I started thinking about all the spiritual mothers that we've lost. And I started thinking about my own mom and my own dad and the others that I've lost because grief kind of dogpiles you. They, they just pile up on you, and one connects to all the others. And, and in that moment where I could feel myself emotionally breaking down, I said, Holy Spirit, I cannot do this. I have to have your strength. You're going to have to give me the power to do this. There's a family sitting here that needs to hear from the word. There's a family sitting here that needs to be comforted. And I'm the vessel that you've chosen to do this. So give me the power and the strength to do what I need to do. And, and when I did this, he gave me 
what I needed. He gave me the strength. He gave me the words to be able to do that. But, but I had to say, Holy Spirit, I can't do it. I've got to have you. Because there, there has to be an emptying before there can be a filling. There has to be an emptying before there can be a filling. And so I had to empty myself of my strength. And listen, that wasn't very hard because I didn't have much left. You empty yourself of your, of your strength so that you can be filled with his strength. So depend on the Spirit. Submit yourself to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge the personhood of the Holy Spirit in your life and see if you don't start recognizing his voice when he speaks. Here's the second thing. How do you hear from the Holy Spirit? So first of all, you acknowledge his, you acknowledge his voice. Secondly, you expect his voice. Expect his voice. You won't hear his voice if you're not listening. You, you have to be sensitive to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Expect that he's going to speak to you. This is the voice of God coming to you through the Holy Spirit. You have to expect that he's going to speak. A lot of people say they don't hear from God, but most of those people also don't really expect to hear from God. Because a, a lot of people assume God only speaks to the professional pastors or to the super spiritual people, but that's just, that is a lie of the enemy. That's simply not true. The enemy wants to keep us from hearing the word of God, wants to hear, keep us from hearing the message that God has for each of us. So he tells us this lie that, that God doesn't speak to people like us so that we don't expect to hear from him. It, it, we have to hear, we have to expect to hear from Jesus. When you look in the book of Revelation, Jesus wrote a letter to, to, to the pastors of seven different churches. And the one thing they had in common, in every letter, Jesus said the same thing. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. If he wasn't speaking through his spirit, he wouldn't have told us to listen. He said, if you've got ears, then listen, because the Holy Spirit is speaking. I remember as I started in ministry being so intimidated because I, I led worship for 20 years before I started pastoring. And, and, and I remember being intimidated by the worship leaders or by the, uh, the, the pastors who would say they heard the Lord say something. And they would communicate that to the congregation. And, and I was so intimidated by that because I didn't know what that was going to be like. I didn't know how they knew that. And it took me a while to realize that God was speaking to me too. I just didn't recognize it. I wasn't expecting to hear from him because I didn't think I was worthy. Or I didn't think I was on that level. Or I thought it was only for the special people. It, it, and I recognized that it's not a lightning bolt. It's not an earthquake. It's not an audible voice, but he was speaking to me nonetheless. Sometimes it's just a thought, just out of the blue. Like you ain't even thinking about anything spiritual. You ain't thinking about this particular person or that particular thing. And just out of the blue, this thought sort of inserts itself into your mental conversation. Or, or it may be a sudden understanding of something. Like you've been struggling with something, you just couldn't figure it out, and suddenly you understood. Or you saw the connection between things that you had not been able to see before. That's, that's very often the Holy Spirit. Or, or sometimes it's an urge to do something or to say something that's not rooted in your own emotions or in your own thoughts. 
Here's what I mean. The, the way the Spirit speaks to you may affect your thoughts or it may affect your emotions, but it's not rooted there. It's not sourced in your emotions or your thoughts. Does that make sense? It, it didn't come from there. Or when you're trying to make a decision, and this is, this is one of, the, way, this is one of the, the maybe the number one thing that people ask me, how do I know which decision God wants me to make? And this is it. When you're trying to make a decision, this is how it's worked in my life, sometimes it's this unexplainable peace about one particular choice over another one. Like you've got two decisions to make, and there's no clear direction. It's like neither one of them is evil, so it's not like you're going to find it in the Bible. So you have to, how do I make a, how do I make a, a decision between two good choices? Then you, you follow the peace, because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. The Holy Spirit communicates that to us. And so when you're thinking about the two choices, many times what happens in my life is that I sense this unexplainable peace about one particular choice over another one. And I know that that's the direction that I'm supposed to go, even if, that, if that's not the obvious way to go. Okay? So he speaks. The Holy Spirit speaks when you're expecting his voice. Think back to all the ways that we've talked about that he speaks in this series. And we, are, we talked about that. But all the ways that God communicates. The, the dream, that, all the examples that I've given you. The dream that led my, my family, my wife and I, to foster and eventually adopt. That was given to Valerie by the Holy Spirit. The, the, the interpretation or that message that George Ann gave so that we understood the dream was given to her by the Holy Spirit. The guy who confirmed my pastor's, uh, my pastor friend's calling uh, to ministry. Remember I told you that some dude just showed up in McDonald's out of the blue. Confirmed to him he was called to preach. Holy Spirit sent that man and gave that man that message. The, 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 uh, the guy that slipped some money in that lady's window at the gas station. Remember just popped it in there and, and left. Holy Spirit told him to do that. The time, the, the, the moment that I knew 13 months ago that it was time to launch the Jericho Project, that was the Holy Spirit. The times that God may have used me or other ministers or other people in your life to preach or to deliver just the right message to you at just the right time you needed it, that's the Holy Spirit. And the times that God put somebody on your mind and, and you reached out to them and they said, I, I needed to hear this today. That's the Holy Spirit. And we can just go on and on and on with these all day. But here's the point. Don't just decide that someone like God would never speak to someone like you. Because he does. And he does every day. He would speak to you. He wants to speak to you. So expect to hear the Spirit speak in your life. And then here's the third the third way, how do, you, how do you hear from God? You discern the imposters. Discern his imposters. Now, here's, here's what I mean. Not every voice you hear is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Okay? There are other voices that are competing for your attention. There's the voice. Satan has a voice. And Satan loves to transform himself into even an angel of light, the Bible says. He loves to try to get your attention, and, and he tries to paralyze you with confusion. His voice always runs contrary to God's voice. But he's not the only voice. You know you have a voice. You have a voice. Your flesh 
has a voice. And sometimes and your, your, your voice, your flesh, the voice of your flesh is seated in your own will. And many times what we want runs contrary to what God wants, right? Earthly wisdom has a voice. Logic has a voice. Sometimes earthly wisdom will align itself with, with God's will, but many other times it, it, it may, the voice of, uh, of earthly wisdom may call us to do something that's at odds with what God's calling us to do. You can't always use wisdom and, and earthly wisdom and reason and intellect to get you where God wants you. So there's all these competing voices. You say, yes, John, that's the problem. That's what I'm worried about. I'm afraid I'm going to listen to the wrong voice. Well, let me take the pressure off of you right now. You absolutely will listen to the wrong voice sometimes. You will because you're human. You're not perfect. You're not perfect. But listen, every mistake you make, you gain valuable experience that teaches you how to discern the voice of the imposters and how, more specifically, to discern the voice of the Lord. And then with every right call, every right call, every time you get it right, every time you hear and obey the true voice of God, you learn what His voice sounds like. So give yourself time and give yourself the grace to develop and tune your spiritual ear to God's voice, all right? Here's what might help speed that along. It's like, I, you know, how do, I, how do I know God's voice from some other voice? Well, here's, here's a few things that might help you. First of all, know the Word. Know the Word. Remember, the Holy Spirit is never going to contradict the written Word of God. He's just not. He, as a matter of fact, He can't because He's one with the Father and the Son. So he, he only speaks in perfect alignment with them. So the better you know the word, the easier it'll be for you to affirm the message uh, with the word and weed out these unbiblical voices of imposters. Here's the second thing. Know yourself. You, you have, what makes you tick? What are the character flaws that you have? So, well, John, I don't, I don't have any character flaws. Well, the first one is dishonesty, and the second one is probably pride. Because everybody has some core motivations that you tend towards. And you've got to learn what those are so that you, because the better you know yourself and the better you know your tendencies, the faster you're going to recognize your own selfish motives and your own uh, selfish voices. And you can separate it from the voice of the Lord in your life. But you have to learn to be brutally honest with yourself. And if, you, and if you, just, you just don't think you make mistakes, you just don't think you have core motivations that are against, sometimes against what God has for you, then, then there's where you start, right? You've got to admit and be brutally honest with yourself that your flesh will take you in a direction that's not pleasing to God. Here's the third thing. To help you discern the imposters, fast and pray. Fast and pray. Fasting is not fun. I, I, I really question people who really love to fast because it's not fun. It's not designed to be fun. It's designed to, to cause your flesh to squeal because fasting is about depriving your flesh of food. And it causes your flesh to just squeal. But the more you hear it squeal, the faster you recognize its annoying little voice. 
and you learn to separate out the voice, your, the voice of your flesh from the voice of the Lord. Selfishness gets revealed when you fast and pray. So ask the Spirit. This is Psalm 139. Ask the Holy Spirit. Search me and know my heart. Try me and know my ways and see if there's anything in me that's offensive to you. Anything in me that separates me from you. Anything that's preventing me from hearing your voice. And then the last thing, if you're just trying to discern the, the imposters, the last thing is this, surrender. Just surrender. I, maybe the better way to say this is stop trying so hard. Don't strain yourself. Surrender. I think I mentioned this last week, but a wonderful man of God, Dr. Mark Williams, uh, told a friend of mine who was straining to be in God's will. He said, listen, God wants you in his will more than you want to even be there. And so the, the bottom line is stop worrying about it so much. Surrender your life to him. And I mean that sincerely and, and, and verbally. Surrender your life to Jesus. And do your best to, to, to do what you know he wants you to do. And then just leave the rest to him. He will order your steps. Just like Simeon, the Holy Spirit will make sure you're in the right place at the right time when you live a life that's surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Now, let me bring all this to a close. 2020, this year has been a doozy, hasn't it? I mean, good grief. It's been absolutely nuts. But if it's shown us anything, it's that we desperately need to hear maybe two things. We, two things it's shown us. One, we desperately need to hear the voice of God. And two, that he can and will use pretty much any situation to communicate with his people if we'll listen. So this is what I want for you as we walk into 2021. Because I know as you, um, as you come to this week of the year, the Sunday before New Year's, um, you start turning your attention from Christmas, which is behind us, to the new year that's in front of us. And here's what I want for myself, and here's what I want for you as we walk into 2021. I want you to walk into this new year with this newfound confidence in your relationship with God. I want you to walk into 2021 confident that God still speaks and confident that you can hear God for yourself. I want you to walk into 2021 with the grace that you need to give yourself the time to tune your voice to his ear, uh, your ear to his voice. I want you to recognize it when he speaks. And if that means you make a few mistakes, then make a few mistakes. But you just, you won't make progress until you take a step. When you stumble, you fall, you get up, you dust yourself off, and you keep going. Because I want you to imagine what life would be like if you have assurance in your heart that God is speaking to you. When you have the peace in your soul that you're doing the right thing, that you're hearing from him and you're doing what he said. I want you to I want you to have that peace. I want you to have that assurance because life is complicated. Life is difficult. We can't do it on our own. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't depend on our own integrity. I, I want you to walk into 2021 with me. And I want us to encourage each other to listen for the voice of God and then go and do what he says. Because I believe he wants to use you 
and me and this church in a greater way in 2021 than he's ever used us before. And that's not some sort of, that's not some sort of mystical prophecy. I believe that's the, the key every day. God wants to use us more and more than he did yesterday. So you can rest assured that that's the truth. The question is, are we going to position ourselves to be able to listen to what he says? So if you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit already. He said that you're not even his own if you don't have the Spirit of Christ. The Spirit of Christ is the Holy Spirit. So you already have the Holy Spirit. What you need to do and what I need to do is to surrender to him more and more. Surrender to the Holy Spirit more and more. Depend on Him more and more. Acknowledge Him more and more. Invite Him in more and more. Invite Him to take over. More of Him and less of you. Remember, there has to be an emptying before there can be a filling. And, and so you just, that's the way a follower of Christ walks this out. Full of the Holy Spirit. Following the Holy Spirit as your teacher as your comforter, as your counselor, as your guide, as your compass, as your lifeline. Do you hear what I hear? You can hear the voice of God speaking directly to you. His general word revealed to you by the Holy Spirit in, in His word. His general will, I mean, from, from the word. His specific will for you, spoken through His Holy Spirit, right into your soul. So let's spend 2021 listening and obeying. If you're not a believer, then you're, you're our guest of honor today. Because I can, I can promise you this. If you're asking me, John, what's the will of God for my life? Here's the will of God for your life. The will of God for your life and every other person's life is to surrender yourself to Jesus to give your heart, your mind, your soul to Jesus. This is, this is not a prayer. It ain't a magic prayer. This is not a formula. This is not, that's, that's witchcraft stuff. It's, it, this is about a total life surrender to Jesus. That when you come to him, you recognize that you're a sinner. You recognize that you can't save yourself. You can't help yourself. Christianity is not another self-help program. Christianity is completely different in that it tells you you can't help yourself. If you could help yourself, God would not have had to send Jesus to suffer and to die on the cross for you. Christianity is not self-help. Christianity is God help. And that's what happens when you come to him, you surrender and you say, God, help me. I am a sinner. I, I, I don't do things naturally that please you. And I need you to change my nature. I need you to save me. I know that Jesus came and died on the cross for me. And I want, I want you to substitute what he did for me. And then it's not just a once and done. Then you begin a relationship of surrender. Where every day it's kind of the same prayer. Not that you get saved over and over again. But you surrender over and over every day. God, what do you want me to do? Jesus, where are you sending me? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today? That's the life of a believer. And I want to, I want to invite every person who, who may not know Jesus to surrender yourself to him. Like John, I don't, I don't even know what to say. It, it ain't a formula. You surrender to him from your heart and let him take it from there. 
We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's Covenant Living broadcast. To find out more information about our ministry, just visit our website at www.covenantlifewestga.org. You can find this video there on our homepage. Just click the YouTube button and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a call at 770-537-3747. That's 770-537-3747. At Covenant Life, our mission is to go and make disciples by being real, relational, and reaching. Be sure to join us next week for more Covenant Living with Pastor John Butler.